everyone, and welcome to And Still We Rise, Everyday Stories of Black Excellence During the COVID-19 Era. And I'm your host, Maya Singletary. Today, uh, this episode is a little different. Um, even though my guest is Black Excellence, we're actually going to discuss something uh, that's very pertinent today uh, that affects all people, but specifically Black people. And it's voting, ding, ding, ding. So today I invited uh, probably one of the smartest people I think I've ever met. Uh, her name is Dr. Holly Roberts. She is a board certified psychiatrist, mother of two brilliant, amazing daughters that I love. She's in fabulous Aries, okay? She's a fire sign, so she's not with the shits and giggles. And she's an all-around source of knowledge and just one of the best humans I know. I thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Holly Roberts. Hey, Dr. Roberts. <laughs> Hi, Maya. <laughs> Happy to be with you. Well, thank you because I know you're super busy. And when we first uh, decided to actually you reached out to me said you have to do a podcast about voting and I'm like okay whatever mm -hmm. and the original night we were supposed to record was when uh the decision decision regarding Breonna Taylor was uh announced from the Kentucky AG we'll get into that a little bit later mm -hmm. so a lot has happened it was coincidentally the same day a jury found uh, the men guilty, well, the men who murdered Emmett Till not guilty. So a lot has occurred. September has not been nice, but um, hopefully November will, will take care of a lot of these issues. Now, I want to, before we get started, I want to make a disclaimer. We are not, listeners, we are not going to tell you who to vote for, who not to vote for. That's not what we're doing tonight. This isn't some political uh, shibugi where we're like, no, you got to vote for this person. That's not, not what we're here for. And if that's what you're listening to or you expect to hear, then you should find uh, a political or a voting podcast because we're not going to do that here tonight. We're merely just here to provide information about voting and specifically how it affects uh, Black people. So that's what we're going to do. And the reason why I reached out to Dr. Roberts is because not only is she brilliant, but she is a political junkie as well. And even though I have a degree in political science, Dr. Roberts actually can give us a different perspective as to the mental state and how it really affects us and everything that black Americans are going through with COVID and just 45, we will not disclose his name on this podcast, everything that's going on in the world and how voting is literally our ticket to at least helping with some of the burden. So my first question to you, Dr. Roberts is, why is voting so important? Yeah, so, you know, there's, there's kind of the obvious reason, you know, one might think voting is important, right? It's your civic duty. It's your civic responsibility as a citizen of this country uh, that you should participate. But I think, you know, what 
people often forget um, and just take for granted is that the U.S. is a democracy. And in a democracy, we vote and we elect our leaders. They work for us. We should not be beholden to them. So in some respects, it is really your responsibility, your duty as a citizen who, and someone who reaps some of the benefits of living in a democratic society to, in essence, do your part, to participate. And that is what helps keep democracies strong. Okay. Now, as a Black woman, mm -hmm. I see and, well, we see and we live this constant barrage of hatred. Um, for instance, Breonna Taylor, she did not receive justice. Mm -hmm. um, she's just one, unfortunately, of a laundry list of Black women who have just been vilified uh, after being murdered. Just so many things have happened to us. And it's just hard on us mentally. And, you know, you want to be optimistic. And I mentioned coronavirus just literally taking, you know, it's impacting our community like no other. It's literally just ravaging through us. And I'm exhausted. So the Black female voter that's, I'm just tired. I, I don't know what to do. I think... The left is pandering to me by getting a uh, Black female VP nominee. And then I have, you know, what I see and what I've lived for the past four years, which is just a nightmare. And, you know, the same, pick the lesser of the two evils. But it's just, it's, what do you say to someone who is just mentally exhausted and just feels as though they're just getting all of the, the bombardment of just really people, the system not caring about you? It's tough, um, in, in short. And, and, and I think your, your review, you know, really, really sums it up. We're, we're living in an unprecedented time, right? You know, there's this global pandemic, which Americans have not managed very well. As you aptly described, the losses in the black and brown community are higher um, than in any other community. And, and that really speaks to the overall impact of poverty, lower wage jobs, individuals being in frontline jobs, not having the capacity or the ability to work from home, to be safe, to leave cities. So it's an, a stressful time just to be human. But on top of that, when you're struggling with all of that, and it's, it's tremendously difficult. You know, I often think of the Black women who are frontline workers, but at the same time have children who have to be educated. Um, you have to be to work. Your children are not in school. How do you navigate that? How do you manage that? It, it, it's, it's not easy and there are no easy solutions to it. Um, 
you know, at times like this, generally, you know, in difficult times, people rely on family. Um, you want to be around people, you can't. People rely on church and their communities, and you can't. So it's, it's kind of a, a perfect storm um, for isolation, for desolation, and, and, and it, is, it is very difficult. Um, I, I think one of the things, um, or a few things that, that might be helpful to people is to really disconnect to a degree. Um, if you listen to television or radio or follow social media, there's a constant bombardment of information, of you know, tolls of people whose lives have been lost, of unemployment, of murders and, and shootings. And, and, and that's difficult um, for the spirit, for the psyche. There is a need to understand what's going on in your society, but at a certain point, the risk-benefit goes down, where you're benefiting from being informed, but every day, the information that you're hearing and that you're allowing into your space is, is, is destructive to you. So I would say disconnect as much as you can, enjoy time with people you love in whatever safe space you can do that, be gentle with yourself, take good care of yourself, use time when you can to feed yourself spiritually, emotionally, as well as getting out, right? Uh, you know, sometimes things just as simple as taking a walk, exercising. I know that's something you've been doing a lot of recently. Um, yes. And, 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 <laughs> and, and you've heard stories of, you know, exercising has, has kept me sane, right? It's, it's one thing that I can do where I can pull myself away. So whatever that thing is, whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, um, whether it's exercise, whatever that thing is, hopefully it's relatively healthy. Uh, I'd love to say a lot of people have said eating, you know. <laughs> as long as it's relatively healthy and in good balance, right? Everything in moderation. Uh, I, I, I think that's a part of just allowing yourself to be human and going through it and giving yourself a break and, and disconnecting. You know, going back to something you said earlier when you mentioned the Breonna Taylor um, murder and the lack of meaningful conviction related to the case, you know, one thing to keep in mind as it relates to the broader topic of voting, the Attorney General of Kentucky and many Attorney Generals throughout the United States are elected. Kentucky is a very red state. He is an elected official. He is in a position of power. And often when people get into power, as we are seeing every day, they'd like to remain there. They enjoy the benefits of it. And people do things and people um, sway to their political leanings. So those are, and that is an example of why local politics 
local and civic engagement matters. He is someone who was elected by the citizens of Kentucky, and he is making decisions based on his political, perhaps, leanings. Um, so I would just advise people to be mindful of it and to pay attention when not only there are national elections, but you always often hear um, the saying, all politics is local. It's what happens at the local level that influences the broader national elections. Right. Um, and it's so funny, when it rains, it pours. We also lost uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm -hmm. And I swear, if I could get some jumper cables and bring her back, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, let's hold yeah. on. Yeah. But um, it's very interesting that you mentioned uh, Kentucky's attorney general, because there's actually a six degree of separation to him. It's actually a one degree of separation to him that I found out about on Friday. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. But anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, I started off today with a migraine. We're not going to end it off okay. on that note. Um, you mentioned being disconnected, which I think is very important because not only are people being bombarded with information, it's a lot of false information. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a, a huge issue, especially with people who are younger generation who rely so heavily on social media. We, meaning me and you, we know what it's like to grab a newspaper. We know what the top stories are. We know... I mean, we know where to go. Mm -hmm. A 21, 22-year-old knows to go to Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And there are no filters for filtering out inaccurate information. So if you don't have the wherewithal to say, hmm, this doesn't ring true, then I saw it, so I believe it. You know? And it, it's just, I guess, I'm 40 years old. I'm not going to disclose your age. <laughs> but... I'm just, for me, you, as you know, I've known you forever and you're like my Michelle Obama. I have a very short fuse when it comes to people saying like false information. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And instead of me trying to sway them, I just become really annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> what would you suggest to someone who's like me to say, hey, you know what? save them like throw them the lifeline throw them the the raft they need to come on board just because it's so important and to piggyback off of that I think the reason why so many people are just so disillusioned especially black people when it comes to voting is because they see I vote I vote I vote and nothing changes mm -hmm. And I'm like well it's more than just going into a booth and pulling the lever there's so much more than that. Like you elect these people, but you have you done any research on the candidates? Do you know who's representing your town, your district, your state? And it's, they're just blank stares. And no one cares until it's a presidential year, mm -hmm. election year. And they're like, oh yeah, well, I'm not voting for so-and-so because X, Y, Z. And I'm like, do you realize what's at stake? Especially now, there's a, another Supreme Court seat. You know, there's so many other 
issues and candidates and things that we as specifically the black community, that's what my focus is on, that we need to be concerned about rather than, well, I don't like A and I don't like B. Well, okay, I get it, but which candidate at the end of the day is going to appoint people to help people that look like you? And I think a lot of us us get lost and it's just now I'm coming to you as a person who knows nothing about voting this is just the role I'm playing tonight ladies and gentlemen we have Holly and I have had these discussions ad nauseum I know politics she knows a whole lot more than politics so I'm just coming to you as a person who is just completely blind and what's what's a person to do I, I vote or I'm not even registered. Why should I? It, my state is already a blue state. And I'm just like, oh, it's so much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, it, it all goes back to local, right? Politics is local. You, you know, your, your presidential candidates or your presidential candidates once every four years. But, but really what affects you more closely is your off, right, elections. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's when your, your, your congressmen and some of your senators and your governors, et cetera, are, are up. Your, your more um, local leaders are, are up for election. And those are the individuals that influence Right, national government. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand what is going on. What does your congressman or congressperson represent? Now, with respect to social media, you know I'm not a large consumer of social media, but but I understand and appreciate that it is, you know, a relatively convenient way for people to gain information, um, and it can be a good source of information. What tends to happen, though, is people consume what they believe in. You click on things, it feeds you more of that. You click on something else, it feeds you more of that. So you get consumed into a quagmire of your own making so to speak, right? So you you get Mm -hmm. caught up in a bevy of false or misleading information. And what I would caution people to do, and and I know that there isn't a lot of time and we're all busy and we're being pulled in so many different ways, but it's important to take some time and to educate yourself. And one of the things I often hear, and, and I think you alluded to this um, previously, is that it, it doesn't matter. And well, I'm, you know, the economy is up and I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. These folks in office have a long-term view. Congress people are in office for decades. The president mm-hmm. is in office for four years they're lucky, so to speak, eight years. But you mm-hmm. have senators and Congress people who've been in for 30, 40 years. 
these are the people with the real influence and the real sway. These are the people who are signing off on federal judges who are in for life. These are the folks who are gerrymandering your districts so that they can ensure that they stay in power, even in states and in regions that may have politics largely that are counter to what they believe in. So it, it really matters that people stay involved and just take some time to perhaps go to the next level and not to be sucked down the rabbit hole of what comes across as hysterical and um, of benefit to you. The other thing to consider is if voting wasn't so important, the powers that be wouldn't work so hard to keep you from doing it. If it didn't matter, voting would be really, really easy. But what you notice is that it's hard to do in many regions and it's getting harder and harder in many regions. Valuable things are challenging, right? Something that's worth having, right. you have to work a little hard for. If it didn't matter, it would be right there. It would be easy for you to get to. There, there's a reason why American men were disenfranchised for, some, for so long, because the men in power had the right to vote so they could keep themselves in power. There, there's a clear and obvious reason why people don't want you to do it. Don't be fooled. Right. And that's, and that's something that's yeah. happening actively on social media. There's disinformation. Your vote doesn't count. It won't matter. It's not a big deal. You know, the, the, you're, you're, neither one of these candidates is exciting to me. Nothing is going to change. Don't be swayed by disinformation that's telling you not to do something that is valuable and vital to maintain a democracy. Now, you know I love documentaries. I could sit and watch documentaries forever. And I just so happened to come across one about abortion, which is a hot topic, of course, especially in regards to voting. So literally the states decide whether a woman can, now it's been pushed to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court just keeps knocking it down. No, it's a woman's right to choose. So states have closed down so many clinics and they've just made it literally impossible for women to have abortions. And one thing I've noticed from one particular uh, political group is the playing on the whole well, Black women, they're trying to kill Black babies and we're trying to save babies. And it's just, it's pretty laughable. And throwing up, plant, you know, talking about Planned Parenthood, Parenthood, sorry. And how they're just, you know, basically the devil's incarnate. And I'm just like, well, they only perform 3% of abortions. That is only 3% of what they, the services they actually provide. 
So people are already misled thinking that Planned Parenthood is basically an abortion clinic and it's not. You know, women get birth control, women have exams, women have all of these things done that they can't Mm -hmm. afford. It's so much cheaper to go to Planned Parenthood to have an exam than it is to go to a doctor when you have no insurance. You know, it's how, how dare a woman take control of her body? And, you know, so many people, I've, I've had these discussions the past couple of days, and it's like mind blown how, how ignorant people are, ignorant in the truest sense mm-hmm. of not knowing. And when I explain to them, like, it's not like you just go to Planned Parenthood and this is what they do, you know. And a lot of my friends from undergrad were like, well, hell, we didn't have health insurance. So we had to go to Planned Parenthood if we wanted to get condoms or get on birth control. I didn't want to get pregnant, you know, my second year of college. I didn't want to have to deal with that. I wanted to make decisions for me. And what I explained to people is, is that you get judges that have a completely different ideological view on what life, when life begins and all these other things. And these are the people who are writing and creating laws to prevent you, not judges, but these are the people that are basically telling you what you can and can't do with your body. And that is, Mm -hmm. yeah. And how would you feel if someone, you woke up one morning and someone said, I'm out, you can't drive your car more than uh, 20 miles. it doesn't matter to from wherever. That's your restriction. That's it. You'd be pissed. 20 mm-hmm. miles. That's nowhere. Especially if you live in the sticks. So why is it? I, I just, like I said, I think it has a lot to do with the social media. In this instance, being a gift and a curse, you have the access and the visibility to information. But in a lot of instances, it's the wrong information and it's false information. And, you know, young people and I I, I just, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from a different generation. But for me, if I wanted to know something, this is before the Internet really got big because the Internet was not one to popping until I went to to college. You had to, uh, what is that, the dial up? You had to take out the phone (laughs) cord and plug in. The yellow cord. I'm, I'm dating myself, and you. It was, and it was just, you know, the whole dialogue. That's what I remember. And email was so. Oh my God, I got an email. You'd be so excited now. I see email. I'm gonna. I'm right. Oh God, another one. But it was a different way of receiving information, and you would talk to your friends, and you would just be curious in the sense of. Hmm, someone says this, let me see if this is accurate or not. Mm-hmm. Let me do my digging. And it, it just feels like people are just lazy now. I think technology for the younger voters has made them so lazy. But I'm like, do you guys not understand that you could just Google I want to know Joe Biden's birthday. Boop, pops up. I want to know 45, like how much money he paid in taxes. Mm-hmm. Boom, it pulls up. <laughs> now it's been revealed. So it's. <laughs> well, he hasn't paid. But all of this information is to your disposal, it's right there. And it's still, well, my vote doesn't mean anything. And with the Voters' Right Act, um, after 
Oh my gosh, there was oh my gosh, the voters' rights voters' rights act was passed after nine days of protesting, and a lot of people don't realize that. I'm like marching, being active, all of these things are important. It leads to change. All of these things lead to change. You can't just go in, pick this person and be done with it. Like, or they don't want to wait now. My proudest moment ever as a voter was in November 4th, 2008, when I stood in line <laughs> for four hours in Southwest Atlanta. It was hot as shit waiting to vote for President mm-hmm. Obama. It was so... I, Holly, it was so bad. People were like, we're holding spots. If you got to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. go in, we'll hold the spot. We, we're going to get this vote. You're not going to have to get to the back of the line. It was just a... People realized how important it was. And now it's just like my life's not going to change no matter who's in the White House. And I'm just like, okay, well, let, let, let's let see if ACA is repealed. Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Obamacare. Because a lot of people don't realize the colloquialism, like Obamacare is for Affordable Care Act. That, that was brought up too. And I'm just like, oh my God, we have so much work to do. But I... It's exhausting and the, the information is there. And I just think voters are just so, they're exhausted from yeah. the past four years. This, this has been the all out war. They're exhausted from a virus that is literally wiping mm-hmm. out people by the minute yeah. all over the world. Um, in America specifically, it, it affects, like you said, black and brown people. You know, the candidates are to everyone's liking. And I don't like either one. And it's just like, I, we've had this discussion and I talk about ice cream. You know, ice cream is my absolute favorite. When I go to the supermarket and my favorite ice cream isn't there, I look exactly. for my next best right. ice cream. You don't just throw up your hands <laughs> and go, I'm off ice cream. Yeah. Right. Especially when it's $6 yeah. a pint. You look, I walk from my house to this store, mm-hmm. I'm getting something. <laughs> you have to, it, it's just, I, I, like I said, I reached out to you because you're just so well-versed, well-traveled, just a brilliant mind. And I think people need to hear from mm-hmm. a different source. Um, we mentioned that uh, when I had an incident with someone, we're not going to get into it. And you said, maybe it needs to come from a different source. The information mm-hmm. needs to come from someone else. And I said, you know what? She's right. So the listeners to this show now, I don't talk on the podcast like I had the guest on. I'm like, well, if they hear someone else than me not bitch and moan about something, maybe it'll resonate with them. Like, you know what? Maybe I need to get up and do something. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to do my, my due diligence to help because I'm scared. I'm really... The the mere thought of what's going on continuing um, has kept me up some nights. It has literally made me question life. It has made me question, you know, what 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 else can I do? What do I need to do? 
And, you know, for people who don't want to run for office, there are mm-hmm. other ways to enact change. But the, the, the most important and direct way yeah. is by voting. Well, you know, this confusion is by design, right? You know, often Mm -hmm. there's obfuscation and there's distraction and very meaningful things are happening in the dark of night while you're looking over at the shiny lights. Um, When you wake up in the morning, something very significant has happened. And it appears that a similar activity is happening now. I mean, we've all seen how this country has already changed significantly um, in since the current uh, person has been in office. And what's also happening, and you're aware, you mentioned, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing, um, and the nominee is someone who's against Affordable Care Act, against Roe versus Wade. And no. Sorry, <laughs> I, I have multiple recordings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it will leave it in, you know, that's the spontaneity behind it. <laughs> it makes it interesting, you know, yeah. with a nice little tidbit. But, but, but sorry about but that. But what your listeners should also be aware of, Maya, is that this president has been minimizing the validity of this vote for many months. So basically casting enough doubt on it so that whatever the outcome, there will always be doubt. His supporters, if he loses, will be doubtful that it was fair. And it gives an opportunity Mm -hmm. for it to be contested and for battles to be on. He's already mentioned that his supporters would potentially be called to violence. And this current Supreme Court nominee, if confirmed, if there is a contested vote or if it does need to go to the Supreme Court, is likely someone who will vote in his favor. So while Mm -hmm. all the chaos is happening, while we're also always being distracted, there are very deliberate decisions being made. So again, pay attention to not what's going on on the surface. Take the time to look a little deeper. And I know sometimes for young people, it's it's boring, it's not fun, but neither is having your civil rights threatened on a regular basis, being in a situation mm-hmm. where you don't have access to the health care that is currently the law of the land because your governors and state legislatures have a particular view and don't think that abortion, which is the law of the land, should happen, so they make it so difficult for you to do that it doesn't happen. They trick you into thinking 
that Planned Parenthood is tantamount for abortion clinics, and you deny health care, mm-hmm. and so people have to go to Planned Parenthood, which if they had affordable health care, they could go to a standard clinic and get care. So I just caution people to pay attention, to take a little bit more time to decipher through things and not always be distracted by the chaos and the shiny lights. Chaos is a perfect way to distract people away from what's happening. I I mean, look at the post office and you know how many times I have just wanted to just, oh my gosh, my, my moments with post office have not been pleasant. However, this is an American institution that is vital, okay? In addition to that, in the state of New Jersey where I reside, you can only vote by mail. This was uh, passed on Friday. So if people don't know, oh, I didn't know we could vote. Like, I can imagine there are going to be people standing out at voting stations, you know, in the area, like, where can Mm -hmm. I vote? Like, sweetie, can't vote. You know, you can't vote in person. So I feel like someone's grandmother when I say, you can memorize (laughs) those rap lyrics. You can memorize (laughs) dates. You know, because I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, and so I'm like okay you got to dumb it down not everyone is exposed to what you've been exposed to but I mean I it's called like there's a website vote for America and literally it's just a hot so much information it's just like this is according to state you know even before well once we realized someone was sabotaging let's call it space the uh, post office People were spreading the news. We're like, hey, your ballot needs to be postmarked by such and such state. So it's counted before November 4th. So the votes are there. So no one can say, oh, this, this district didn't report, yada, yada, yada. Because as you, like you said, while someone is, oh, look at the, the light or whatever, and they're still in your purse. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly what's going on. Um, I, I get it. I just hope that voters realize the power. And one thing that I love that you said is if it wasn't important, no, no one would care. That's, that's the thing. And I tell people all the time, like, if voting didn't matter, do you really think people would be sabotaging the post office? Do you really think people would be putting out false information to dissuade you from, mm, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. This, it, like you said, it's set up by design. And the whole, oh, well, voting isn't important. Well, if that's the case, people would not spend a shit ton of billions of dollars on Correct. election ad, political ads. <laughs> they can get that money to me and stay. <laughs> Or me, for sure. And you too, you know. Hey, spread the love, spread the love. So, yeah, I when people say, oh, it's not important, um, it, it's just, th- this is why certain people are in the positions that they're in. I don't think people realize 
back in 2016, what they signed up for the people who were had enough sense to see eh, when you elect a clown, you get a circus. This isn't good. The office of the presidency is a laughing stock across the world. Um, you you when, when we could travel, um, we would go to different places around the world, and they'd see your blue book, and they're like, "Oh, mm, like no, 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 no." That's like, wait, wait a second. I have two brain, two working brain cells, sweetie. Like, no, mm-hmm. we're okay, yeah. And it's just now it's there. There's a lot wrong with this country. For me to sit back and be like, oh no, it was fine before. Absolutely not. We're black women. We know it wasn't fine, still ain't fine, and we have centuries to go. However, to not take part in the civic duty that people have. People have died over, have fought over, is is it's the ultimate form of disrespect, I think. It's just really yeah. I, I can't wrap my head around it. And as a political science person and looking at statistics, and one of my classes, one of my favorite classes was Voter Does Voting Matter? That was the title of the course. And her name is Dr. Amy Reifler. No, right, no, Jason Reifler was his name. Dr. Amy McKay down at Georgia State University. And that was the first question she asked on the first day. Does your vote really count? And people were like, yes, no, yes, no. And we said, and we learned so much in that class. And she's like, the last question she asked mm-hmm. the last day was like, does your vote matter? And I was like, look lady great she actually wrote my law school recommendation um an amazing professor she's actually in london now uh teaching with her husband but just to go in that class and to see how important it was to learn about how judges they have these positions for life life. you know for life there is um reason that a lot of people, uh, and maybe particularly young people, don't really have a sense of how important civic responsibility is. And, you know, the, um, by and large, civics, it's just not taught in the U.S. You know, public school system. So unless like yourself, you have an opportunity to learn about government and learn what it really means to vote and to be involved and have a filter by which to measure some of the information and and the bombardment of misinformation that's coming in, it, it can be difficult for people to really see why, right? Generally, the only elections that get a lot of attention are the presidential elections. Then everybody kind of goes away and forgets about it for four years because they don't know. And you don't necessarily hear about the other elections that are happening where the more local um, elected officials are, are coming into office. So... That, I mean, whether you say 
you know, there's a reason that people don't want civics to be taught. People don't want people to understand what it really means. Um, one might, one might uh, align with that view, but at the, the end result is the same. You have a misinformed electorate or an underinformed electorate that by and large doesn't really appreciate mm -hmm. the power and the value of the vote. You know, what you mentioned a few minutes ago is, is really quite compelling and, and important. There was a time when that blue passport meant a lot because people from other countries mm -hmm. wanted to come to America because it was a democratic government where people of any persuasion, any religion, any gender could be successful based on merit. There was that belief. Now, in the world, that view is changing, right? And that view is changing because mm -hmm. of the elected mm -hmm. officials that we have in office who are in some respects, really going against very aggressively the very democratic principles that this country was built on. So, um, you know, those things together really help individuals who have an interest in spreading disinformation and being very successful with it because you have a largely uninformed, distracted electorate who really doesn't see the value of it. The election with Barack Obama was so special, right? Because he was this special person who was ultra charismatic, right. young, got people engaged, and people turned out. <laughs> Spoke in complete sentences. Quite, quite, quite articulately. Um, you know, brought people out. Um, <laughs> he inspired people, right? He was truly an inspirational leader. And that compelled people to get out and vote. That often doesn't happen. Our elected <laughs> officials aren't generally yeah. Barack Obama. <laughs> right? And, right. And that does not Come mean back. that you should disconnect yourself from the process. You don't always get what you want. Right. That. Oh my gosh. You know what? That takes me to this point. And again, I'm showing my age. The younger generation has never had to work for anything, and that that's a gift and a curse. Um, my mom's generation. Uh, my mom is the end of the baby boomers. Um, she was born in 62. And she says, I remember, you know, as a kid, the riots north, like my family born and raised in North New Jersey. They're like, we remember the white flight and white families flocking out of North and all of these things going on and talking to my grandmother. My grandmother says she remembers the Emmett Till story like it was yesterday. Like all of these events and and you know, we were raised in the North, so we weren't, they, excuse me, where I say like I was there. The racism they experienced up here was completely different than the racism, you know, experienced in the South. 
And you want your children to have all the things you don't have. This is why you work hard. I don't have children, but as I said at the top of the show, you have the most amazing babies. Oh my God. They're, they're women. They're grown women. But they're just, just beautiful, smart, articulate, just amazing human beings. And that's what you work for. You work hard to make sure that these young people go out and change the world and do great things. So for someone who has done the work and to sit back and see someone just so cavalier and nonchalant about mm-hmm. it, like, I didn't have to work for it, so whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, it's disrespectful. And I, I made this point to a good friend of mine. I said, you know this who always votes, who always gets what they want out of the deal, senior citizens. Granted, a lot of them don't have shit to do, but they always vote. If I want to know anything about elections, my grandmother, did you vote? Gaga, what's going on? Did you hear? And I will, no matter where I am, I'll go and vote. She's <laughs> like, yeah. In her old folks building, I know that's so politically incorrect, but no one there is, you yeah. know, younger than 65. It's old folks' homes. And well, it's a voting They, they uh, lived at a time station. when they were denied the franchise. So they've seen and lived through history where there was something that they could not do, and now they have it, so they cherish it and they want to use it. Young people don't necessarily know that struggle. Some may, you know, historically know it, um, but you tend to take for granted, maybe I'll use it, maybe I won't use it, something that you've always had. So I I think it's our responsibility, our obligation to help them through that, to teach them to make them aware of the fight and that it took constitutional amendments for women to be able to vote, for black men to be able to vote, for poll taxes, Jim Crow laws, right? Mm-hmm. To, be, um, abol- right, to be abolished. So Outlawed and struck so, down, so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, if, yeah. If, you, if you're not taught it because you don't, you know, our, our history is not that well represented in this country, right? So it's, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. to glaze over it. So unless you are in a situation where you search for it, you want to understand as an individual, it's quite likely you may not know. You may know generally, right? But that was back then. We're here now. Stop living in the past. We're here. So... You know, I, I, I think we, mm-hmm. we have to take the time to impart that information, to make people understand the history and what people went through in order for them to have the right to vote. So, like I mentioned with respect to your friend and colleague, don't give up on that individual because they have the view that they have. Let's try to give them information and maybe it's information from another source, right? To, to use the old, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? If, if you have a particular goal and the goal is, um, 
not reachable, well, change your tactic, change your strategy, and maybe you can still get there. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think we should just give up on young people and get frustrated at them. Um, they're young, and you, you were young once, Maya. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I get it, but well, I knew the importance you, of voting. You were, you know? <laughs> I, look, I'm, I'm just saying that we shouldn't give up on folks. I get we it. should just continue to try to educate people because it's important. And it's important for them to know. It's important for them to be able to part that information onto others. And you know what? I know you've been very active with helping um, uh, a very specific young person. <laughs> I said, I can't do it. I'll do things in other ways. I applaud you for that. I thank you. And um, you took the reins on that. Typical Aries. I was like, thank you very much because I can't do it. Um, <laughs> not can't do it. Don't want to do it. You know? But um I just thank you for taking time out of your busy Sunday. Like you are a Jill of all trades. You're just an amazing psychiatrist, friend, mom, <laughs> just you are the bomb.com. You, uh, you just inspire me all the time. I can never get on your time schedule cause I'm an early bird, but there are other ways that you influence me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like night. I like day. But um, thank you so much for actively doing your part. And I hope the listeners get a glimpse of why it's so important and that you tapped into the mental aspect because that's so important. People always talk about being physically fit, but they're not mentally fit. Um, you, if, if your mind's not right, nothing else is going to be right. And we as humans across the board have just it's experienced something that's been, Absolutely. it's just unheard of. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's, we'll get through it. And, you know, I, I could not be doing this show Thank you for encouraging me to do it because something needed to be done. I wasn't sure. And you gave me the suggestion. Like I said, you're brilliant. Dr. Holly Roberts, I'm not going to tell the listeners how to get in touch with you because we're not doing that. <laughs> you said early on you're not on social media and we're going to keep it like that. I'm going to keep you to myself. Yes. Thank you for just giving us the knowledge and you continue to be great. I, I love all you do for us and we'll be hearing from you soon because, you know, I got something planned behind the scenes, but um, thank you again, Holly. I love you and listeners. She's amazing. And she well, doesn't know yet. But you're she'll quite be back welcome. On the show. I hope it was helpful. Have a good Thanks, day. Dr. Roberts. Take care.